0: tis the season for turkey and stuffing of course
1: welcome back listeners to easier with a friend we two friends who love food and therefore the ultimate food holiday thanksgiving as usual i am chi and i'm elaine and today we thought we'll have a fun thanksgiving episode where we reminisce and share our favorite crowd pleaser recipes
0: Yay, there's nothing that Chi and I love more than a great Thanksgiving meal. We both grew up in Asian households where Thanksgiving didn't always have the same American dishes, but were delicious nonetheless. As we grew up, we started our own Friendsgiving tradition where we split the work of cooking and got to spend time with all our friends. Without further ado, Chi, you wanna lead us off about Thanksgiving growing up?
1: Yeah, so my family moved to America 30 plus years ago, I remember very distinctly because we came right before Thanksgiving. We came in September. So it was just literally right before Halloween and Thanksgiving. And Mm -hmm. our very first Thanksgiving was at my aunt's house. And she was the one that kind of introduced my mom to the tradition. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason why my mom. Thinks that a lot of what she does for Thanksgiving is American, even though in <laughs> hindsight, clearly, <laughs> clearly it is not as American as she thought. Mm-hmm. But my mom would always cook turkey. We never ate turkey any other time of the year. We didn't even eat turkey like in sandwiches. We never ate turkey except for Thanksgiving. My dad's company would gift all of the employees A turkey and my mom Mm -hmm. would then always cook turkey but instead of the traditional stuffing and again because I grew up in a Vietnamese American household I didn't know what stuffing was because (laughs) instead of stuffing my mom would make egg roll fillings and stuff the turkey with that and I have to say I loved it it was delicious it was like (laughs) egg roll meat with the mushroom and Mm the clear noodles. And then you stuff it in that turkey and it's so delicious. And so I remember we would get a little slice of turkey, a little bit of quote unquote stuffing from Mm -hmm. the turkey. And we always made fried rice as Mm. the side dish to our family Thanksgiving. But that's how I grew up. We didn't have gravy. I didn't know gravy existed. And because of that, to this day, I don't eat my turkey with gravy. I always crave fried rice during Thanksgiving (laughs) and feel like there should be some fried rice on the plate somewhere. When we got a little bit older, I think by the time I was in high school and college, we switched to making baked fish that we would make into rolls, almost like spring rolls. So what about
0: you? What did you guys do? Well, before I jump into mine, I'm curious because for a girl who loves mashed potatoes so much and dear listeners, if y'all don't know, she loves her some mashed potatoes. I do, I do. Do you? And I mean, I'm like, am I a bad friend? All these years we've had friends giving together. I haven't noticed. Do you put gravy on your mashed potatoes? No, I don't put gravy on my mashed potato. I like it
1: extra cheesy. I like it with lots of butter. Even when, let's say we go out to eat like Popeye's or churches or some of those places and they Mm -hmm. have the mashed potato there. I always... Push aside the mashed potato that has the gravy part on it. <laughs> the stuff on the bottom that doesn't have the gravy. Mm-hmm. Of course, my husband loves it that I don't eat that because then he gets all of the gravy part for <laughs> himself.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Honestly, when she and I met in high school, I think very early on, I understood that this was the tradition her family had, which was Thanksgiving turkey but with egg roll filling. I honestly was like, you know, that sounds like a really great blend of just Eastern and Western traditions, like Eastern and Western food for this holiday, because my family never did Thanksgiving growing up. I think by the time we met in high school, we did quote unquote Thanksgiving, our usual Thanksgivings. It would just be all of our friends and families getting together. And it was just potluck, but there was, Never turkey. You know how when she's like, she never ate turkey any other time of the year, we never ate turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the adults when we were kids, used to always just be like, oh, yeah, the turkey is so dry, and it's just so blah, blah, blah. and and listeners, if you are having a problem with dry turkey, we've got some tips and tricks coming up for y'all, but they would never make turkey. So, Literally, the only time I had turkey and stuffing was because they would serve it at school. Usually around Thanksgiving time, the school cafeteria would serve turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing and gravy. And that's where I learned to eat turkey and gravy growing up. I would say all of elementary school, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. So we would make little paper turkeys at school. And I would just be like, I don't really have anywhere to go decorate With these turkeys and stuff, because my my family doesn't really celebrate Thanksgiving until my parents had more friends. But then there was never any semblance of traditional Thanksgiving food, what you would consider Thanksgiving food. Yeah. Which is why later on, when we got a little older and finally, We're out in the world on our own, had our own places. We're able to actually cook in our own kitchens. Yeah. And I actually think Chi was the one who originally suggested it, but I embraced it with gusto because otherwise I would never get to have turkey. But when we were 26, we started our Friendsgiving tradition, which we have done faithfully every year since then. And we are on year. Well, we're not at Thanksgiving yet, but this year, once we celebrate, this will be year 14. So We've done this a long time. And I'll let Chi tell y'all a little bit about what we do and how we got there. <laughs> yeah. So
1: we started Friendsgiving because, again, it was at a stage where we're out of college. We all have our own kitchen to cook. And our parents at that point were definitely not going to put together a Thanksgiving meal because a lot of them were empty nesters by this point. And they, of course, have absolutely no interest in eating turkey. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'll make the turkey and you come over. No, they're like, don't even invite us. We're not going to eat turkey. We mm-hmm. only did it because you were kids and we felt obligated to to begin with. But because we were Asian-American kids, there was a part of us that really wanted to do the American traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And yeah. I knew that I couldn't just go buy a turkey and do it on my own. It was just me and and at the time, Tony. And so the idea of Friendsgiving came about because it's a lot to cook a Thanksgiving meal. It's a lot of side dishes. The turkey alone is already a lot. And so we decided that we were going to kind of split the responsibility and then get together and have a complete Thanksgiving meal. And the first year we did it, it was literally just, Elaine, myself, and our other friend who's been a guest on our show, Su Ling. We wanted to test it out, like do a test year. So it was just the three of us. I think I made the turkey and then mm-hmm. Elaine made the sides Yep. that year. And then Suling was in charge of hosting and doing bread. the bread and dessert. And yep. that's kind of how we've always split it and we would rotate it. So that way, if I made the turkey this year, then next year, either Elaine or Suling would take over and then we would rotate those responsibilities. The other rule we had about Friendsgiving was that we had to cook everything from scratch. So you couldn't just go out and buy something from a box, like Mm -hmm. mashed potato from a box. You had to get the potato, peel the potato, mash the potato and, and go through all those steps. And we wanted to keep it as homemade and traditional Thanksgiving as we could possibly do it. Elaine introduced me to stuffing, I think that was the first year ever where I realized that stuffing was actually not just things you stuff in a turkey, but it was an (laughs) extra (laughs) turkey that had ingredients and all kinds of different things. We would always make cream corn because everybody loved cream corn. Mm -hmm. We always did Alton Brown's turkey recipe Mm -hmm. and go into more detail on why we love that recipe so much. And we always did some kind of potato, whether it be mashed potato or... Mm -hmm scallop potato. And every year when it was my turn to do the bread and dessert, I would always do cornbread because that for Mm. me is the bread you must have for Thanksgiving. I love it when they have actual kernel of corns in there. Oh my God. So delicious. I want some right now.
0: Oh my gosh. Speaking of cornbread... Do you remember that really sweet, like real moist cornbread we used to have at the Alligator Grill in Austin? I think
1: that place was what started me on my cornbread addiction, to (laughs) be honest.
0: (laughs) But I've Um, taken a lot of years to work on making that cornbread recipe because it's just so good. And, And Honestly, if you love traditional cornbread, you might not love theirs. Theirs is almost like a dessert cornbread. It was just extra sweet and really moist. It had just the right amount of cornmeal in it where you got some of that corn flavor, but it wasn't as thick as a normal cornbread. But oh my gosh, it's amazing. I will post the recipe for that because that one is actually a self-invented recipe. After years of experimentation, this is how I make it. (laughs) So I will put that up. Actually, we kind of collected recipes from everywhere. I believe the Second, our third year actually is when we picked up the cream corn recipe that we now use. We love this cream corn recipe. We can't take responsibility for it. We had it at our friend's wedding and they handed out recipe cards at the table. This was the Summit House Cream Corn in California. If you haven't had it, go try the original. It's amazing. Otherwise, we are going to link the recipe for you. But I think the thing I probably love the absolute most is the Alton Brown roast turkey recipe. And I don't remember, Chi, do you know what year we started using that? We started from year one.
1: Oh, okay. We started it. So we've been trying this recipe for 13 years. And with his recipe, he does a brine to season the turkey. And it makes a world of difference to how Mm -hmm. juicy and tasty the turkey is. We've tweaked some of the herbs that Mm -hmm. are included in his original recipe to make it more to our own palate. I think brining the turkey is the best way to season your turkey in preparation for cooking it. After you brine it, you don't have to keep getting the turkey baster and opening up your oven and drizzling Mm -hmm. juice all over it, trying to keep it moist. None of that applies. You can just close the door and wait for it to cook.
0: Yep. So I started cooking Thanksgiving for my family a few years before we actually started doing Friendsgiving. And in those few years before I found Alton Brown's recipe, I had tried all manner of different ways of cooking turkey. There were recipes that recommended you pre-carve the turkey so that you can cook the dark meat and the white meat separate because and the white meat stays juicy because that's the part that always usually dries out first. And then the most successful recipe I had used prior to Alton Brown's is probably the Cook's Illustrated recipe that's in the America's Test Kitchen recipe book. Yeah, And they test their recipes like, however many times 20 40 100 times in their kitchen until they decide that it is the perfect recipe and i even used their recipe one year and their recipe is also phenomenal they also recommend a brine so it's similar but alton has really perfected the just the way that he roasts the turkey which minimizes the amount of work that you have to put in and maximizes the amount of like golden skin and crispiness And time, the amount of time that I need to cook a turkey drops dramatically. For instance, the Cooks Illustrated recipe has you turn the turkey four times during the cooking process so that every side of the skin is evenly golden. But do you know how difficult it is to turn a 14 pound bird in a 350 degree oven? (laughs) So we are going to link the recipe. And the great thing is, the Food Network now also posts the video of him actually doing the turkey. If you're a visual learner and you need to watch the video, the video is actually linked to the recipe. Don't be scared of the 500 degree roast that he does on the front end because that is what helps make that turkey skin nice and crispy. I personally think is what helps you shrink your cooking time on the turkey, but we've spent enough time talking <laughs> there's a couple of other recipes that we also really love one that i'm particularly proud of i made this and I, I believe it's also a food network recipe i'll find it and link it but i make a banana sweet potato casserole every year yes and yes. so it's literally like it sounds you take i think three bananas you roast them you mix them in with your roasted sweet potatoes And so it just has this kind of really lovely banana fragrance. Between the sweet potato and the banana, it has this really nice natural sweetness. I definitely think because it doesn't have marshmallows, it has a little bit of brown sugar in it, but it doesn't have the melted marshmallows. So that one's really good. And then, of course, no Thanksgiving podcast would be complete without talking about mashed potatoes, which we don't do anything super fancy, but we very frequently do a rendition, which is roasted garlic mashed potatoes. Yes. That recipe is super, super easy. We'll also link a recipe for that. That one we'll probably have to type out because it's just real straightforward. But those are some of our personal favorite recipes. And we'd love to hear from uh, you guys. We're always open to trying new recipes and Friendsgiving is coming up again. So (laughs) if there's any recipes that... You listeners really love and would love to share with us. We would love to have them and we would love to try them out actually for our Friendsgiving and then report back. Thanks for tuning in this week, everyone, but we've reached the end of this Easier with a Friend episode. We deeply appreciate all of you and hope you have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving holiday with family and friends. Again, if you've enjoyed this episode, perhaps reach out to a friend today and ask them about their Thanksgiving plans. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Easier With A Friend, on our Facebook page, Easier With A Friend, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com. And as we said during the episode, check out the website for the transcript of this episode and also links to all of the recipes we referenced.